0: Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Why owning an index fund is like owning the sixth best batsman <laughs> in Australia? Or no, not even in Australia, just the sixth best batsman. sixth best batsman, yeah. I, in I, that
1: team. It's it's almost, I've made that title as hard as possible to say. It's a bit of a tongue twister. I don't know mind. if I should add in Australia in there, yeah. or. Um, um, you'll, you'll hear my theory and you'll understand what I, what I mean here, huh? so. Um, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine, a long-time listener of the podcast, Andrew Mullett from the UK the other day, and we were talking about... He, he rang me to tell me that Australia had just lost a cricket game to England, which I told him. We don't care. We only care when we win. We're not English people
0: always it. make you aware of that, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Any time an class. English team beats an Australian team, they make you acutely aware yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't find it goes the other way, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but basically, we are talking about... Um, so like in, in a cricket team obviously you, you've got 11, 11 players and they always uh, when I was a kid I can never understand why they pick they sort of pick six batsmen and then they pick a wicket keeper and batsman, and then they pick the rest as bowlers yeah. and I remember thinking why don't they just pick the batsmen they're now going to score the runs why don't they just pick these three blokes they score a 100 pick the, the three best ones the best batsmen in Australia let them score a century each and then just stack the, the rest of the, the side as bowlers and they'd be way better off surely <laughs> So, and what we were talking about in this game is, obviously, in, in a series, you know, if you've got three games or five games or whatever, at the start of the series, you pick your six best best batsmen. You really have no idea which of those which of those batsmen is going to score a century or, or is going to score any runs in any game. So, mm. pretty much to win, you know, to win a one day game, you really need someone to score a century. You, you really need one of those batsmen to score a hundred runs, and and everyone else can sort of. There'll be a couple that get a bit of a start that don't go on, and there'll be a couple that fail and get a duck, and those kinds of things. So, but the issue with it is, if you knew at the start of that, if you could look forward and go, well, Steve Smith's going to score a hundred here, uh, this bloke's going to score hundred in the next game, we'll just pick, we'll pick each of them for each of those games. Yeah. But the problem is, yeah, you know, before that first ball is bowled, you have no idea which of those six is going to score your century for you. You just are relying on the fact that. If we've got the six best, one of them will score that century and we'll, we'll put together a decent total.
0: Look, it's a good theory. And, let, and let's just take a step back for a minute and, and explain uh, to our audience again what an index fund is and what the main competitor competitor of that index fund is. So an index fund really just goes out there and buys such a big, broad group of companies. Yeah. So in, in Australia, for example, a lot of index funds would just be comprised of the 200 biggest companies in Australia. Yep, so they'll track the S&P ASX 200. So if you're invested into an index fund, you know that you're spread across those largest 200 companies in Australia, all of those those times. There is an entire massive industry of what we call active fund, uh, or active funds. And what what those funds do is they attempt to narrow down Um, and they invest in significantly less than yeah. 200 companies, yeah. sometimes um, 15, sometimes 20, sometimes yeah. 30 companies. Yeah. So they're taking a really, really a much more narrow focus. Yeah. Um, and and um, if, you, if you like, an index fund will, will give you the average of what all of those companies in yeah. Australia do. So yeah. the top 200 companies yeah. in Australia just happen to make up Last time I checked, it was about ninety-five percent of the value of all the companies yeah. in Australia. So, from from if you yeah. own those two hundred companies, there'll be some companies that um, perform where they should perform. Yeah. A big bunch of them in yeah. there. There's some that will outperform yeah. where they should have performed, yeah. and there's some that will underperform. Yeah. So, so you, you end up getting the average. And if, let's just call the average eight percent for the time being, eight percent per annum yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, if you hold anything less, than, hold an active fund that invests in twenty to thirty companies, yeah. and by the way, these 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 funds are all trying to outperform. This. So they they're obviously not trying to. They're and trying and to pick,
1: and that's the theory. Is they go there's two hundred companies here, but I think I think these twenty are the best companies out of the two hundred. I think they're the most likely to outperform
0: in future, yes. and that's what they're selecting based on. You know, so so what what they. Where they will inevitably fall, is, these active funds, is they'll fall above that average, and if we call that average 8%, they'll yeah. fall above that or they'll fall below that. Yes. So it's mathematically impossible for all of them to perform above. At, at, at 8%, it's mathematically yeah. perf- impossible for all of them to perform above yeah. the line. Yeah. So um, when, and when you start adding in things like cost, because they're very expensive yeah. to run, Yeah they start to drop underneath that yeah, 8% average. I that. So I like your analogy here, because um, if you take six really good batsmen, yeah. um, all of them are unlikely to score ducks. Well, that's right. All of them are unlikely to score centuries. Yes. So what the average of those six batman, batsmen fall, let's say it falls at 50 runs per batsman.
1: Well, that's, that's a bit, so if you, if you assume you need 300 runs to win a game, yeah. and you go, well, six batsmen I'm gonna select, they average 50 so but what happens is your six batsmen don't they don't all score 50 and then and then and then then retire no one of them will come out and and get bowled first ball the next one will come out and score 100 the next one will come out and score 20 the next one will come
0: out and score 80 because i think the comparison here is saying okay if the six best batsmen are like an index fund, we're going to take the average score and the average score just happens to be 50 yeah the active fund is Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> He's um, going to score above average. So, so if I say if I take the bet that yep. I'm going to invest in an active fund, yep i.e. Sachin Tendulkar, yeah, um, he can be well above that average of fifty. Yep. so he can come out and score two hundred. Yeah, but he can also so score a duck. That's right. Yep. Um, so yeah, the range the, the range difference. of his returns it's too, is, it's is, is quite different to what the average of those that's exactly right
1: and that's that's exactly as you said there if you
0: assume in your actively
1: managed strategy you you may well get that right like you you might you might in this case have picked your three batsmen they all come out and score 100 and then and then you're left with all these spare bowlers basically that Mm. that can you can you can pick the best out of what's what's in the pitch and all the rest of it but everything goes right if everything goes right you get you get a bit above average and you you know you score yeah, at least as many runs with with the less resources but you really and that's the point that you, you're touching on there is even if even if you thought that was going to happen you just wouldn't roll the dice because if those three batsmen all come out and they're just having a bad day or they're just not seeing them or something goes wrong and those three fall over and get, and get a dark, it doesn't you don't have any chance to recover them there is no one else there's no fourth best batsman who's going to come in and hopefully put up you know, eighty runs or hundred runs or something like that to, to make your total sort of respectable. Yeah, it's just a collapse and then it's
0: all over. So the advantage of an index fund, what we like about them, number one, they're really really low cost to run. Yeah. So they can be as low cost as, um, point one five of a percent. Yeah. Or Fifteen basis which, points, which means nothing free when you. means nothing. <laughs> so so so, so, yeah. so I mean, what it, what it means, um, you know, point one five percent. For every hundred thousand dollars you have invested, yeah. um, they will charge you one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. per year. Yeah. So it's quite yeah. cheap, and you can you can understand again if you use this analogy,
1: you can understand why that is because you're just going the person the person who's selecting in this case they're not actually selecting they're just going out and going who's who's scored the most runs historically it's them we're buying we're buying those companies that's it that's the based on the size we can spread that money out there's no there's no real decision that needs to be made. There's no real time and energy and, and resources going into trying to predict the future.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's uh, raised a good point about the active funds then. So they, they sit at around the 2% fee for a lot of those, including their outperformance fees. Mm. Um, uh, now, that's, that's significantly more. So for every 100000 that you have it's invested you can pay $2,000 up to $2,000 in management fees yeah. every year. So when you strip out that extra cost, um, what what you find is that if if the average is 8% again and um, you're invested into an active fund, yep. you have like we it. said, it's mathematically impossible for all those active funds to be above that 8% average because yep. they're holding a subset yep. of what the average gets you. Yes. Um, now when you add on to, to the... Uh, equi- add into the equation the extra cost all of a sudden they have to earn 10% rate of return they have to earn an extra 2% to pay their fees yes that's right and um, and by the way they'll charge you a performance fee on on outperforming that 8% so 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 um, most of these active funds what they do is they pick uh, the index as their benchmark and they say if we beat benchmark uh, which is the index fund Mm -hmm. um, you will pay us and it can be up to it can up. It can be twenty percent of yeah. the outperformance. Now, a percentage of a percentage is a is a hard mm. is a hard thing yeah. to gather. But, but I, yeah. I guess if it's if it's if it's um, if they in that same example, they outperform the index fund by two percent. Yeah. They will charge you twenty percent of two percent, which yeah. is point four yeah. of that two percent. So that'd that'd 2%, four hundred dollars. So it's, it's an extra four hundred dollars. So yeah. Um, we we think we think they're a waste of time and act of fun. A warning sign would be, it's it's not that it's not that they, um, it's not that they, it's not that they won't make you money. Yeah. It's not that they won't get you to where you need to be. Uh, won't help you get to where you need to be. It's just that it, it's it's a mug's game in well, our opinion. Well, it's I, funny it's, it's, <laughs> the,
1: the words that you just used are exactly what I. A waste of time is the way to put it. Because it's a waste of time. Because it, is, it, is, it isn't, you're debating about something that you don't know what may happen yeah. in the future. So you go, yeah, you know, if, you, if you select an active fund manager and say, well, I think they'll outperform, and I say, well, on average, after taking fees into account, on average, it's mathematically impossible for them all to outperform, think they will. Yeah. Then where do we go from, like, we've got no basis to continue. You, you think they will, I think they won't. And then the only way we will know is in twenty or thirty years time when the proofing and there's that's I guess so that's part one is that you don't know the answer until it's too late anyway. That's and right. And the second part of that is that any time we spend talking about that is just a waste of time. It's, it's a waste time of time that's because talking yeah, about many other things that are right.
0: important. So so I was gonna say a warning sign. So if you have an advisor and um, what the conversations that you have with them tend to, to be, be around move are from that this fund into this fund. If you move from yeah the Oppenheimer, <laughs> I love um, the Oppenheimer. It's a The Oppenheimer True Equities yeah. um, Beta Alpha yeah. Yeah. fund. Yeah. If yeah. we move from that yeah. into the yeah, yeah the yeah. Penny Packer yeah. um, <laughs> Long Short. Yeah. Alpha, beta yeah. fund. If there's long or short of alpha or beta in any of these yeah. things... It's a concern. It's a concern? Yeah. Um, or any name that sounds like someone has a monocle, <laughs> that's also <yeah>. a concern. <laughs> so yeah. if, 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 the, if the extent of your conversation is that you need to move from this fund to this fund when you're having a review meeting with your advisor, it's time to readdress that relationship. Yeah. And it's time to probably get a second opinion. Yeah. So where we think these things are redundant is that... Like you said, Dallas, any time spent talking about that is a complete yeah. waste of time? Yeah. We like to talk about, um, hey, this legislation has changed, yeah, and um, we can now take advantage of these you know, tax these,
1: these extra tax or, savings. Or, you or, know, are you on track to meet your goals?
0: What's changed in, in your yeah, life? What's changed life? in your life? Yeah. Um, hey, um, how are you going? Doing the things that you can control, which is yeah. putting your eight hundred dollars a fortnight into your super. That, that's stuff that really moves the needle. Yeah. Um, what we find, the, the typical advisor that, that uses uh, active funds, yeah. the conversation with their clients is just all all around, okay, we need to move from this fund to this fund because yeah. this fund will probably perform yeah. better. That's, um, that's, that's no incredible. one knows what no. these funds are going to do. No one knows if they're going to perform better. Don't let anyone tell you. Warren Buffett himself yeah. couldn't tell you yeah. if one of these funds... And that's would the, it outperform the next one. So. That's the big thing about, uh, I think about it like as, a, as a warning
1: sign for an advisor. There are, there are good advisors that we know out there who, who use actively managed funds. And, and this is kind of our thing is, it's not the end of the world either way. If, if no. you've got an advisor and you go and meet with them for an hour and they spend 55 minutes talking about, here's here's where you, here's where you need to be in 10 years' time. Here's the steps that we need to take between now and then. Here are the tax savings we can pick up. Here's what I need you to do. Here's what we're going to do if, if this thing goes wrong. Here's what we're going to do if this thing goes wrong. And then the last five minutes is, yeah, well, the money that you've got in super, we want to work that as hard as possible over the next 10 years. I think that the Oppenheimer, JJ, Penny, Packer yeah, yeah. Fund is, is the best way to go. It's not the end of the world. Like you're saying, no. it's, it's probably going to do a reasonable job. as long as, long And as long as in that 55 minutes they've talked to you about the fact that this is going to be a long-term decision. We're not looking at this on a quarterly basis. We're yeah. not looking at this to to you know try and pick and choose which fund's going to outperform based on what they've done in the past. If they get to the end of fifty-five minutes of that conversation, and and our recommendation is, hey, put your super one hundred percent into this you know uh, fund that holds predominantly. Australian and overseas companies, and forget about it for the next ten years, and really just let that do the do the work without stressing about what the the price is doing. Mm. Whether it's active or, or index, it doesn't it doesn't make a huge difference at that point in time. But what we what we tend to find is it doesn't work that way. You don't tend to have the advisor who's focused on the fund selection and also doing a fantastic job of yeah. picking up all those savings along the way and keeping on track and doing all that. It's it tends to be an either or. But yeah, I guess like. We, we do know advisors who who do a really good job of that strategic work and tax planning and all those kinds of things and are also they just happen to to believe in active management or believe that they can select the funds but and when you talk to them they'll tell you it's it's one percent of the outcome you know they, they're not yeah. they're not sitting there saying oh well this is what's going to do all the work for my clients and they don't need to save any money and they don't need to pick up any tax savings they know that it's going to make not much different it's just a one percenter yeah and that's kind of our thing, my, my thing about this is that it's to bring it back to that analogy of of picking the, the batsman is you go if you know, if you if there's a, the Australian selector his, his job in the Australian cricket selector is to pick those best batsmen mm-hmm. he he knows he knows I can't pick the three that are going to score a century today no. he knows that he has to pick six he knows that. I'm going to pick them in this in this five game series. Some of them are going to perform at different times. Some of them others. Mm. Some of them are not going to perform for the whole series. Some of them are going to get sacked halfway through the series. They know that's going to happen. The same thing applies with with active and index management. Is that if you knew if you knew which companies were going to outperform, then fantastic. Just go and buy them away. You go. But I just think number one, the time cost of trying to do that is the, the time cost and the mental energy of doing that would be much better served. Um, you know, on focusing on things you can control, and secondly, you, you won't know until it's too late anyway. So I'd no, much rather, not, much rather not roll the dice. It's not. It's not until
0: ten or fifteen years time, yeah, in the future, when you're looking back and saying, "Yeah, yeah. well, well yeah. this fund outperformed yeah. the index. Yeah, um, this fund outperformed the index. These twenty didn't. Yeah. So, and the, the, the problem, the problem is that what we find is that because because people, uh, i.e. advisors or, or investors, know that it's not all these active funds will outperform the index. They end up with 10 or 12 yeah. in their super fund. <laughs> well, that's, that's and we, end and end. we just think that is just, um, well, it's just a very it's, expensive it's, index fund. It becomes a very expensive index yeah, fund because yeah. 10 or 12 different funds yeah. own 20 or 30 different shares with yeah. different companies yeah. in each fund. Yeah and what you end up getting across the board yeah. is you end up being yeah. reasonably diversified <laughs> yeah. um uh but you end up with an expensive index fund and, and yeah and and there is absolutely no hope that yeah. that collectively uh, yeah. that they that those funds will outperform no, that exactly the index right. yep. over a period of time so yeah. no it's um, it's one of those things too i feel like you know
1: if if I thought we could, it's much more interesting and exciting, isn't it? Active management. I feel like index index funds are, are really boring. So I yeah. wish I wish it worked. I wish mathematically it stacked up so yeah. that we could do that because that'd be cool. Like that'd be that'd be a lot of fun, probably yeah. trying to pick those funds and all the rest of it.
0: But it's just unfortunately the the boring way is the is the best way to make it happen. It is um, great analogy too. Coming into cricket season, Dallas. <laughs> really good really good timely analogy. So yeah. yeah. Um, if you finish there, we'll wrap up. Um, we'll wrap up there. Hopefully, in the new in in cricket season,
1: Australia can can beat the Poms in every game. I don't think there's players. any
0: chance that session tend- going <laughs> can come out and score a ton in this upcoming in this upcoming uh, <laughs> in, in the upcoming summer. So yeah, he probably could if he came out. Of retirement. <laughs> if, he, if he came out of retirement, I'm sure he could. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty financial advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.